Welcome everybody to tonight's speed dating session. So if you'd all like to, to sort of sit down for your first table, uh, we'll give you a couple of minutes and then we'll blow the whistle and you, if you could all sort of move around uh, clockwise. Just the people on the outside tables, please. Um, hello. Hi, hi, nice to meet you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, you know, uh, obviously, you know, single. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, uh, I came out as queer when I was about uh, 16, you know, I've been been pretty happy with that and, uh, you know, I try, you know, try to be, get on in life, be nice. Tell, tell me a bit about yourself. Well, um, I certainly think that you seem uh, quite pleasant. Mm, um, mm. You know, as, as, for someone I've not met, obviously it makes you a, a stranger. Mm. Um yeah, very, very similar. I, mean, I came out as queer myself. Um, mm. I think, I think that makes us... A couple of queer and pleasant strangers? Greetings, strangers queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where a couple of queer trans ladies talk about our weeks, do some skits, have some voices, have a bit of a giggle. That's us. That's what yeah. we do. So how's your week been? Ooh, you know, it's been good. We went and saw some friends off who were uh, travelling back to Australia for another 18 months, I think, yeah. they go for. We had, a, we had a lovely garden party. Got lovely a, garden party. Had, got to have a, a catch-up with uh, lots of people we've not seen in a while. Lots of dance barefoot in the grass. Oh, that was some that was some lovely grass. It was I, <laughs> very well manicured I think grass. I described it as a well-manicured lawn. A lawn, yes, yeah, of course. It, it had stripes it was, and everything. Indeed. It was, it was the sort of neighbourhood where everyone has well-manicured lawns. It looks like everyone's gone by with a pair of scissors. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it was a, a garden party because I think I'd have been too fr- afraid to touch anything in that house. Yes, it was very nice to be like, ah, outside and... Outside where the worst I can do is spill a drink. Indeed, and some nice like hippie like blankets put up. It's like, haha, mm. this 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 looks like I can I can not damage anything. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Lovely time. It was a lovely, lovely lovely drinks, lovely people. Indeed. I had a, I had a nice night out, listened to some song trolls. Yeah, because you went on to the after party. Yes, I went to the after party. I was oh, like, you know, watch it. Well, why not? I've got to go out. I was like, oh, all the, 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 the opulence around here has tuckered me out. I was, I was tucking out, but I was like, I will sit there and just bop along in a chair and listen to some side trolls. It'd be a lovely night. And you did. You did that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you pick up uh, anything good while you were out? Did you have, have, have funds there? I had many, many funds. I chatted to some people. I had a lovely time. Nice. However, you know what I didn't do there? What didn't you do? I didn't do any playing of games, which is usually our first segment of the show. That's so, true. That is true. What have you played this week? Ooh, well, not a huge amount. Um, I, I'm still racking through uh, Link to the Past um, Randomised. I can't help it. I like it a lot. I'm I'm really glad that you found a thing that has made it fun for you to just like endlessly replay one of your favorite games again. Yeah, I'm I, very happy. I, about I, this. I did quite literally sit down and finish the easy one and start immediately on the normal one. Yeah, and it seems to be going well for you. Mm, I've nearly finished that one as well. So, Lorks knows what I shall do next. Oh, indeed. We need to find some more randomized. We'll find find Oxtrader of Time randomized or something. Oh, I saw that. It didn't look good. No, I was going to say, I can't imagine that working in the same way. No, uh, it's not quite as open a world. Yeah. So, what about you? What do you play? Uh, well, I'll start off with another one that I've just been playing more of. Mm-hmm. Still 
pushing away with dead cells. Oh yeah. That is an awfully fun game. Um Have you beaten any more bosses? I've not beaten any more bosses, but I'm very consistently getting a couple of uh, levels beyond that first boss. Nice. So. It's one of those, I constantly feel like I'm making progress, even though I'm very, 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 very slowly inching my way through that game. Nice. Uh, what else have you played? Um, I had a little go at uh, Polygod this morning. Oh, yes. How's that? It looks like it was thrown together by a Unity tutorial and this was what was spat out at the end of it. Ah, that's <laughs> not ideal. Uh, yeah, it didn't play terribly wonderfully. Um, I'm assuming it's a god game. No. No? It's, it's a first-person shooter. Oh. Where you shoot these weird coloured pills that shoot guns at you. That oh. look like the um I don't know if you've ever tried programming in Unity. Yeah. But the you know yeah. the, the player icons that you slap down for yes. first person, yes. that sort of pill shape. Yeah. That's what some of the enemies were like in, in this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like they, that's... They, they they were textured, but yeah. I was like, mmm. 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 Huh. Um yeah, I was not super impressed with that. Understandably. Yeah. I I mean I might try it a bit more, but I, I sort of slapped it on and just went no. So I played another thing yeah, this week, and this me, is one, this is one that my friend Jim recommended. He said that he thought it would be right up me alley. Mm. It's a game called Donut Alley. Uh, not Donut. <laughs> just, I just said up my right up my alley. I'm and now you've got Jim stuck up your alley. Uh, Donut County. Uh, so, have you heard anything about I this? I have, I want to play it. It's I like have it, I'll, I'll have to set it up on the laptop for you. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little bit Katamari Damacy. It's, you, you play as a raccoon who runs a donut shop, and when people order donuts, he doesn't send them the donuts, he sends the hole. Oh, the yeah. hole from the donut. And it's basically, move this hole around and try and like... Make it grow by consuming things in order to consume everything in the map. Uh-huh. There's a lot of funny dialogue. Um, the, the item, de- yeah, the Trashopedia with its descriptions of items is hilarious. Uh-huh. It's only a couple of hours long. Like this is definitely a you can can complete it in like mm. a sitting. Uh, yeah, I saw a Steam review of someone saying they finished it in one point three hours. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's. <laughs> Honestly, that's not surprising, but, like, that's not a thing that... I I know some people are like, oh, it's only 1.3 hours. For me, I'm often like, that. That that's more likely to get me to try a game out, because I have such limited time to yeah. get through games. I like the idea of a small thing where it's like, this didn't outstay its welcome, no. I got to enjoy my story, I had fun, and now I got to move on and feel like I completed a thing. I think it's just because of the sort of regular comparisons I've heard made to Katamari games that I'm just like I want more Katamari it's not gonna scratch the itch of like the the same amount of game but it's a very similar feeling mechanic and like it's it is a nice touch of like oh yeah this is this is a memory that this is good. I had a similar problem with Wonderful End of the World. I didn't enjoy Wonderful End of the World. It's very not much. a good game. Um, no. It depends how you control it because weirdly with a controller it doesn't actually control terribly well. If you control it mousey keyboard, there's like extra there's like a whole extra maneuver that's never been mapped to the. The controller for some reason. Well, Derp. I did enjoy Wonderful End of the World, but I did enjoy Donut County an awful lot. So I mm. will set you up with it because it is ah. it is a fun thing that like I think it's the perfect length for for the the gag it's trying to go for and mm. the thing it's trying to do. So mm. yeah, what about you? You played anything else? Uh, I played some Video Kid Eighties Edition. 
Oh. This is that Switch thing you were playing this morning. That was the Switch thing. That was the other Switch thing I played this morning. But I also very, played Polygon this morning. It looked very Paperboy. It's essentially Paperboy, but you're just delivering videos instead of delivering papers. How um, is it? It's it's a nice little voxel graphics. It's um, very reference heavy. I think I've seen Fraggles, the Chipmunks. Uh, I've seen the TARDIS, a Dalek. Um, that I'm pretty sure there's a reference to um, Back to the Future in there somewhere. Yeah. I've seen giant crocodiles that live in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's very reference heavy. It's bloody hard. Um, but then I also found uh, Paperboy. Oh, super I hard. can't do Paperboy. I'm no good at Paperboy. <laughs> I mainly played super Paperboy for the music. But to be fair, I think even on a, on original Commodore 64, I could occasionally get through a map on on this and i have not got more than halfway through a street trying to deliver <laughs> uh videos in video kids so are you enjoying it in spite of that difficulty yeah um i will i will will keep on pressing at it but it'll probably be sort of more than one that i sort of go to and from rather than playing until, like, yeah like this is my game until i finish it or anything yeah it'll be one i keep coming back to because it's uh, I get too frustrated with it too quickly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, what, what, what about you? What else <sighs> you got? I think the only other thing I've, uh, I've really stuck some time into this week is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Ooh. which is uh, the first Monster Hunter on Switch in the UK, and it mm-hmm. was a port of a 3DS game. Uh, it looks it looks pretty decent, even on a telly. Like, it doesn't look as good as Monster Hunter Worlds, which mm-hmm. is the big PS4, Xbox One, PC one, obviously. Mm-hmm. It it looks like an up-res 3DS game more than a like a custom game for the Switch. Does it look like um, a well up-res 3DS oh, game? It's decently up I still think I think it looks good. I've mm-hmm. seen some people being like, "Oh, this looks a bit budget." I'm like, "No, I think I think this looks decent." Um, it's a bit interesting going back to it now because like I stuck a decent amount of time into Monster Hunter World, which mm. put a lot. It made a lot of changes to the way that that world worked it did a lot more like this is one continuous world rather than a series of segmented areas connected by like as you walk down this path now there's a loading screen now you're in the next bit yeah um going back to segmented loading screens between areas reminded me of one of my biggest annoyances with the monster hunter series Mm -hmm. which is monsters are able to stand within the loading area and in attempts as a player to get close enough to the monster to attack it, you can accidentally trigger the, like, oh, time to move to the next area without being able to hit the monster. And this has been a constant problem for the Monster Hunter series. I wish that there was an invisible barrier of, like, you know, just a few centimetres between, like, the monster cannot get more than X close to the loading point before they are, like, moving to the next area. Because mm. a few times I have accidentally just tried to hit a monster and accidentally had to sit through a loading screen, mm. then go back and sit through a loading screen to get back to it. You say sit through a loading screen roughly. Are they long loading screens? Uh, or? They're long enough that if you accidentally trigger one and have to wait for it to happen, then turn around and wait for it to happen again, that it's annoying. Mm. They're long enough to be irritating. Um, okay. In in standard gameplay, if you're just like, oh, okay, I you know I stuck I intend a- to do this. Yes, I intend to do this. I stuck a tracking pallet on it. I need to get across these areas. It's not a big problem. Yeah. It's more of a 
I was in the middle of beating that thing up and I accidentally triggered a loading screen that mm. has to then trigger another loading screen. That's it's for it, it breaks up the flow yeah. of gameplay. And does that reset their health or anything like that? Um, in theory, no. Okay. Um, it you the, you've got the second or so of which you weren't dealing damage to it because you were in a different zone and then had to come back. <laughs> like if you accidentally did that while it was say like eating some meat and recovering health, you might have a minor bit of health recovery, but it shouldn't be a huge issue. Yeah. Um, even with that, you know, a little bit of grumbly complaint, I personally prefer old Monster Hunter gameplay to Monster Hunter Worlds. I've been really enjoying just getting back into a Monster Hunter. I like having a handheld Monster Hunter that has proper dual analogue controls again, because... Mm. I played Monster Hunter on the on the 3DS, and the little second analog stick nubbin is yeah, it's no replacement for a proper analog stick. <laughs> nubbin. It's it's nice to have a proper two analog Monster Hunter in HD on a mm-hmm. handheld. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Nice. So yeah. You yeah. played anything else? No. Well then, I guess it's time for this. <laughs> I think that's probably enough of that. Yeah, that's plenty. getting too excited. Yeah, exactly. Hello, well, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Grey Peter. What are we doing today? Well, first of all, I'd like to start with an apology. <gasps> An apology. Our former co-host, Craig, has been asked to leave as he was wearing red socks that were quite exciting oh. and visible during our last episode. Oh no, that's so, a terrible distracting shame. Yes, so that's all stopped now. We're going to keep the colours much more muted and far, far less interesting. So this week, we're going to talk about how you can make things around your home less exciting. First up, many people in their homes own throw rugs, used as a way to take a boring sofa and make it more colourful. We think these are a total waste of your space in your home, You should probably just get rid of them. Go back to a bland, boring, predictable sofa. If you really do need to cover the sofa because it's too exciting, perhaps you could get a nice grey blanket, or maybe bleach or dye the blanket that you have if that's too exciting. Indeed. Really tone it right down. Also, we recommend getting rid of your doorbell, because who needs music every time someone shows up at your house? Just a standard single knock will do just fine. Absolutely. If you've got any paintings or pictures around your house, you might want to just get some nice grey paint and cover those over. This has been making your house more dull. Well, the last thing we've got this week, we've got a letter from one of our viewers. This comes from Keir Anderson, who says, So I was talking with this fellow. We'll say his name was James. 
because his real name was a bit too unusual. Anyway, I asked him for the time, because I needed to travel to another location, and I wanted to know how long it was until I needed to leave. He told me the time, and it turned out that I had a very reasonable amount of time to get there, so I walked there at a leisurely pace and arrived on time. Oh, I don't know, Keir. Leisurely sounds a little too exciting for this show. Hmm. Well, if you've got any boring stories you'd like to send in, do let us know, and we'll consider reading them out. Let's not have any excitement, though. Let's not have too many. That might be a bit too exciting. Indeed. Until next time, this has been Grey Peter. This is true. There's been an uprising. The proletariat are coming. Uh, understand they'll be overthrowing us riches any time now. And I've seen all these, these, these young poor people shouting things about about tearing down the bourgeoisie. And, well, there's and some coming through the window now. Oh, oh no. The problem, problem is I don't really understand half of what they're talking about. I, I don't speak commoner, you no, see. No, no, I'm far too posh to sort of... Try and communicate them without the aid of, of one of our butlers. Unfortunately, they seem to have gone off. Oh, indeed. Try and push them away ourselves. It'd be far too ghastly. Oh, I'm not yeah. touching them. Oh, no. Get their, they'll get their pawdus on me. Yes, oh, goodness. What are they... Are they... I think they're spaying me with barbecue sauce, dear. Oh, no, are they, what, are they planning to eat the rich? I, I think they're planning to eat the rich, See, I would, I would run away, but where's where's Charles to help us make our escape? You indeed, know? Our indeed. Butler. Where is the person that helps us do these things where's around the house? Footman? Where's the footman? Where's the footman? I'm also very disappointed with this barbecue sauce. I was thinking perhaps a nice bearnaise or... Well, if they can't be eaten, they could at least, you know, make a proper, make a proper meal out of us rather than making something so, so common and, and blasé. I say, you oik! Have you considered the fact that I am um, far too important for you to just go overthrowing and then eating like some common rich person? <laughs> so, huh? What has found its way into your eye meats? To my eye meats? Well, I'm pretty sure the things that I've watched are also things that you've watched. Pretty much. So, let's start with the one we were watching tonight before we recorded, when we had dinner. Great news! Yeah. It's a Netflix show. It uh, is. A woman works at, at a news news channel, and her mum wants to get into news and ends up getting an internship there. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. It's a pretty funny show. It's alright, yeah. It's it's not yet been like I've not come across anything where I've gone, mm, that's not woke. Uh, or nothing a, too much. There's bit some I mean, I get that I think the few bits that I've sort of gone, ooh, have been like you're supposed to obviously notice that about that character. Yeah, like there's the, the, the sort of older male boss of like male presenter of the news show who at one point like 
the joke is like, oh, oh no, he's hitting on the the younger employee of his. But it's it's like, oh, that's not meant to be comfortable. Like it's meant to be mm. like this is not appropriate workplace. Mm. You know, any time that someone behaves badly, it is very clearly like this is not meant to happen, and there mm. is res- there is like an outcome to it. I think, mm. but. I, I very much enjoy the interactions between uh, our protagonist and her mother. Mm. I think that they avoided some very easy pitfalls of that kind of relationship and made it interesting. Mm. She's a very overbearing mother. She's a very overbearing mother, but like in ways where she at least like she learns lessons from her. Like, oh, I need to be less over. Well, that was like the the one with the bear. Like, she, she realised she had to, like, oh no, being overbearing has, like, actually had a negative impact on my child. Oh. You know, I think she's yeah. learning. See, the series continues. Yeah, but I've, I've been enjoying that. It's... Yeah, and you're getting a whole journalistic kick out of it. Oh, there's occasional bits where I'm just like, oh, oh, my jur- the, the journalist in me is having anxiety about this plot line, <laughs> oh no. Like that, we were watching an episode today where the whole thing was like, "Don't, don't get scooped on that." Like that thing you've been investigating, and you're so close to getting the mm. getting the scoop, and like you better not get scooped on it. I was having some proper anxiety about like, I know the story is here, just where to find it. <laughs> it's it's okay, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on good news. Mm. It's it's been some fun, some fun watching. Yeah, what have you been watching? Um, we watched, um, Cupcake and Dino. General Services. Cupcake and Dino, Cupcake and Dino. General, General Services. services. is a very silly, again, I think this is a Netflix. I it think reminds Netflix me of World of Gumball's animation yeah, style. I was gonna say, it feels very World of Gumball. It's weird, I've never actually seen that okay. show, but I, I, like, I've seen, obviously, like, stills from Here's... it and stuff, and I just went, mm, it's very good. Okay, as someone who's watched some World of Gumball, mm-hmm. this feels like World of Gumball without the, like, random, out-of-nowhere occasional turns to, like, right-wing politics. Are you unaware of this about World of Gumball? No, I Occasionally they'll have episodes that just feel like out of nowhere someone kind of right-wing wrote them. Okay. Like, there is the, like... I've seen that, that clip of the something about being woke. Uh, there's an episode where the whole thing is one person is like... Ba- basically one of the characters goes on Tumblr and becomes an SJW and... Yay. And, no, but in the, like, oh no, they're, like, they're complaining about things that aren't really problems and, oh. like... It, it's because it's they got indoctrinated by Them World of Gumball's Tumblr. SJWs. Yeah, like it's the the exaggerated. Oh no, this is a bad thing. SJW. Oh. Like World of Gumball occasionally <clears throat> takes some weird turns like that, and then it goes back to being like relatively woke. It's That's weird. Strong. I don't I don't understand it, but. This felt a lot like World of Gumball without that, which is oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, yeah it was it was quite sweet. It's a it's... little little sort of buddy show um, it, it's... about their There weren't many femme coded characters in it. No, it's a lot of mask coded characters, but like they're they're masculine coded characters who don't necessarily follow traditional masculinity, which is kind of nice oh, that's at least. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's about a cupcake and a dinosaur who I think are brothers. Well, they call them each other brothers. Yeah. So. Uh, who who basically are like will do odd jobs for people, yeah. and a lot of those odd jobs end up escalating quite dramatically. Mm. Uh, it was a 
fun, mindless little show. It was yeah. And we watched the whole season in one afternoon. Yeah. So we we were having a bit of a fragile, sleepy Sunday, and it was a nice like. Okay, I was having a fragile, <laughs> sleepy Sunday. You were sleeping, and I was like, you know what? Between you drifting in and out of consciousness, I will sit and watch. Your, your I I watched show. it in between drifting in and out of consciousness. Yeah. It was a perfect level of like. Ah, oh, that was ten minutes of a funny thing. Back yeah. to sleep. I had a very nice day watching that. Nice sleepy bubble. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the other thing we both watched? What else did you watch? We watched another show, another animated show that was on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Fangbone. We started watching Fangbone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that show does not explain any of its premise before its first episode. It it mm. just kind of jumps in in media res yeah. to like, okay, there's this kid... Who's friends with like a, a barbarian child? A barbarian child from another world who's looking after a severed toe, like trying to protect a severed toe of an evil wizard. Because if he gets his toe back, I think that's bad thing. Very right? bad. He becomes a more powerful wizard. It doesn't explain any of that. It just kind of jumps into yeah, he's friends with this barbarian. Off we go. Yeah. Uh he gets a magic like mouse thing. Mm. It, it was an amusing. He has the brain sword. He has the brain sword. He's good at words. And Fangbone has the sword sword. Yeah. I I enjoy their interactions as a pair. They're quite yeah. they're quite a fun pair of characters. They are quite sweet. Yeah. You you got any other thoughts on that show other than just no, It's just quite an, a nice fun little adventure romp. Yeah, it's 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 an adventure romp that like over time does start being like, Oh, that was kind of a sweet, sincere episode and yeah. he's like, Oh, here's a dramatic Escalation. Yeah. I think the one with the big laser was like, oh, that was quite a, a plot thing. It did. And the one where uh, Fangbone was getting homesick. Oh yeah, like there's some there's some episodes that feel a bit more consequential. Hmm. I very much enjoyed the one with the the giant robot. Mm. Yeah, Fangbone and is the house. like, oh, the house one's good. <laughs> there's, it's it's one of those just here's the weird circumstance of the week that they have to get through. Mm. I liked it a lot. It was, it was a nice long show. It was yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Did you watch anything else this week? I did. I <gasps> watched a, a a short 3D animation called Majora's Mask Terrible Fate uh, by oh. Emberlab. I think I might have seen this. Can you tell me about it so I know if it's the one it's I've seen? It's about four and a half minutes long. It's uh, about Skull Kid taking the, the mask mm. from the mask salesman. Yes, I've seen this. Yeah, it's really good. It's very it's... Well nicely done. It's it's quite sweet. I thought it was a bit weird how the fairies were done. Um, yeah. Because they are essentially just balls with like a weird light-based vapour trail around them. I can imagine. like, And I'd always imagine that the fairies are like small people. But they have a glow that makes them look like that, rather than being a ball that lights up sometimes. Yeah, it's. I think generally it's a pretty like oh, yeah. for a fan animation, it's like mm. pretty solid <laughs> animation. Animation. <laughs> Did you watch anything else? Uh, <gasps> no. Well then, mm. time for the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you clumsy, forgetful, or paranoid, but wish to show the one you love that you wish to marry them? Uh Uh-huh. Try the cheap-ass engagement ring emporium. Because we all know something's going to happen to that ring sooner or later, and you really can't afford to be replacing some expensive piece of crap. I am rather clumsy. I lose, I lose my stuff quite often. Thanks for helping me out and sorting out my clumsiness, cheap-ass engagement ring emporium. You're welcome. Order now and buy 12 engagement rings for just £4.99. Woo! 
Hi there, I'm annoying a uh, YouTube white guy. You know, might know me. I'm Dookie6969. I'm unknown for all the most centrist bullshit that you've ever heard. You know, I, I, you know, I, I hear a lot of people that are like, no, no to the Nazis. But I say, you know, we need, there's good people on that side. We need to be listening to them. We're never going to reach across the divide unless we're really kissing up to those good, fine Nazi people, you know. Because I'm, I'm quite convinced that, you know, in the event that, that, that they actually win the current struggles and, and come out on top, there is every possibility that, uh, you know, if, if I'm nice to them now and I let them, let them steal my lunch money and stuff, then, then, then it's not going to be a problem. I'm going to be one of them come the end of their violent, terrible, holocaust-like revolution. <laughs> Me and Milo, yeah? Me and Milo. Like and subscribe! So, <gasps> what have you inserted into ears? What have I inserted into my ears? Yes. In the form of sound waves. In the form of sound waves. Well, I mean, I've been... Not like cotton buds or anything. Oh, well. You shouldn't put those in. Uh, we've, we've talked... I'm pretty sure we've talked on this show about a band called Contrast before. Yes. I think we've talked about them. Yes. Uh, it's the one where it's like, hey, there's this song, but the video is like one person dressed up as a, as a maid. As a like, sort of... Swedish milkmaid. Swedish milkmaid, and then there's a man with a scary moustache, and they do a dance. I don't think it's a very scary moustache. It's, it's, it's an intense moustache. And, you know, there's some, like, weird... They look almost CGI dancing men while they sing a song about, like, Hey, dance, dance and maybe you'll turn me on! This is how you uh, beat it. So I not believe it. you kind of got me onto listening more of, to more of their stuff. Well, I was thinking about the fact that we were introduced to to contrast by by a, a, a mutual friend while we were at Trans Pride, and I was like, you know what? I was going to ask that person to recommend some more musics, uh, and then I was like, you know what? I will actually listen to some more of the musics that have already been recommended. So, considering you were the first one to jump in, do you want to talk about some of your tracks, and then I'll talk about the one that I want to talk about? Okay, well, the the two may line up at some point. Um, <laughs> so uh, I went back and, and watched the dance video again, because it's very good, and then slipped on to Hey DJ, which is also got an awesome video. But yeah, I, I like all of the, the contrast stuff. I'm just going to list them now. Uh, hey DJ, Just Propaganda, uh, Dancer in the Sun and Raise Me Up. Are my Ooh. my top picks? Yeah, the three albums I listen to. Uh, they they all have the very sort of like here is a mix of dance music and some kind of like rock and metal vibes yeah, going yeah. on. Some so like it's a good grindy guitar. Yeah, and, and with and then just a, a beat that you can certainly like dance to. There's some scr some like screamy metal vocals and then like a dancey beat and also some guitar. Yeah, and we're both kind of like we like that combination yeah, I would of go things. Yeah, I see them live. I, we were saying this, like, it seems like if you saw them live, it would be a gig you could have a proper good stomp at. Yeah, I mean, it was, there's a video of theirs on YouTube that's, I think, from a 2015 gig. Yeah. Um, it's about an hour long. Uh, it's all in German or Austrian, I think. Because uh, they're an Austrian band. Indeed. I loaded that video up and I was like, even if I don't know the words, I am digging the vibe. Um, well, the, the, the Most of the music is, is sung in English, but there's... Yeah. Um, there's like when they're talking to the audience and stuff. Yeah. You can't really tell. Exactly. It's like, I don't know like what's them. going on occasionally here, but I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah. Um, it's It seems like they have a good fun time, and I like the music videos that I've seen. Yeah. 
the music video I wanted to shout out, and I very much enjoyed the song as well, but I love the video. It's mm-hmm. uh, Sock and Doll. Oh, Sock and Doll was good. Yeah, which, it's a fab song. <laughs> Watch the video, because it's... Sock puppets! It's a sock puppet rave, and it's amazing. Yeah, sock puppets. Sock puppets? Sock puppet rave. Yeah. Even if they missed that man's glorious moustache. Yeah. It was not captured properly on that on that sock puppet. But, <laughs> but I, I, I really like the video for Hey DJ because it's uh, someone in a, a slightly pointy hat and very Austrian gear it, um, mixing on two gramophones. They remind us a lot of a DJ that we're aware of. Yeah. Uh, a, a DJ a, that I initially thought might be animatronic, but it turned uh, out that they're no, really... they're a real human being who exists. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you listen to anything else? Uh, no. Well, I've got two other things to to mention quickly. Good. Uh, I listened to last week. You talked about high power. Uh, you talked about twelve hundred micrograms. Sorry. Oh, yes. And I went and listened to that album, Twelve Hundred Micrograms by Twelve Hundred Micrograms. Good album. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and found like that one song where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I know about it. I remember this one now. I wish uh, I played you some time ago. Yes, you played it to me a while back, and I hadn't twigged that it was 1200 micrograms. Yes. Was High Paradise, which is the dance track that samples... Uh, Fear of the Dark. By Fear I, of the Dark. Maiden, the live version. Yes, it's... Oh, mmm. It's, it's good. It's very good. It's very good, like... Li- that got played at the garden party we were at. That's not surprising at all because yeah. it's a tune from the the rave that all, almost all of those people met at. Indeed, uh, I was sat like up at the table talking with some people. And I was like, "Tune! I think I, I think I know this tune. Listen with me, friend. Is that Fear of the Dark that's in the background of that song? Yeah. So yes, this this did play at that garden party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I very much enjoyed High Paradise. Mm. It was good if you like a bit of metal sampling in your dance music. And uh, there's a couple of other tracks sampled in that, but I can never remember what they are. Fear of the Dark is like the big one. I think like, briefly yeah. the Blues Brothers theme is in there somewhere. Sounds about right. Um, and there's something else as well, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah, and the other thing I listened to is... Uh, by the time this episode goes up, I'll have already been there. This weekend, I am going to slash went to see an episode of Schmanners live. Schmanners, which I don't think is a podcast I've talked about on this podcast before. It's another McElroy one that I enjoy. That, that's Travis, isn't it? It's Travis McElroy who also does Trends Like These, which is a podcast I've been on. Ooh, I started uh, listening to that this week. You started listening to Trends Like These. What do you think of it? Travis wasn't on this episode because he's away in coming to see literal <laughs> us now. <laughs> Well, you heard the two people that I actually like talked to when I was on it, which is Brent yes. and Courtney. Yes. They're lovely. Nice. They're, they're very nice yes. people. So yes, yes, Travis. Yes, yes. So because I'm going to do that, I was like, I really should catch up on my Schmanners backlog. Um, it's Travis McElroy and his wife Teresa, mm-hmm. basically doing an etiquette podcast about like here is here is the the manners and etiquette for everyday situations. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sort of humorous light-hearted style. Uh, I listened to an episode today about naps and the etiquette of naps and how napping etiquette is different in different countries and then they answered some listener questions about like, hey, what's the nap etiquette for this scenario I have? So I'll I'll learn lots about the the etiquette of naps. What about a mid-meal nap where you fall just face down in a cake? That sounds like a brilliant nap to me. As long uh, as you don't end up inhaling frosting. Yes. Uh, 
So yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that podcast. It, it, if you listen to McElroy podcasts, it feels like it has a very similar tone to something like Sawbones. Yeah, where that's it what is, I thought. it is largely the uh, the woman of the podcast that knows that knows what's going on and has done research, <laughs> and the McElroy husband being there, like, aha, aha, yes, I am the comic relief. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, it's a, it feels like the the. Etiquette version of Sawbones, mm. um, and I quite enjoy that. So yeah, I'd be down for I, some of that. I've been catching up on that this week because by the time you hear this, I'll have gone and seen the. F- I believe the first time that a McElroy has done a live podcast in the UK. Ooh. So, ooh. Well, we we you can tell us all about it next time. Indeed. Hey, hey, hey. <gasps> I think that's everything for listened. Mm. <gasps> I'm finding this social gathering a bit much and stressful. I could really do with a, a bit of a lie down. Hello, I'm here to help. Who are you? We are the Enforced Nap Squad. Superheroes to show up at your workplace, social gathering or family dinner and distract everyone with our magical superpowers just long enough that you can get that nap you're after. Oh, well, but that'd be great. I'll just, just tuck myself in. Thanks. We brought blankets and pillows. Oh, wow. You're the best. Hello, family and or boss. Look at us. Fireballs in our hand. Don't look over there at your snoring employee slash family member. Another nap successfully enforced. Inside the writer's room. Of queer and pleasant strangers. Oh, so we've really got to get those skits together for later today. Have you had any ideas of things that might be good ideas for skits? Uh, maybe something like commenting on, on something some twat said on YouTube or, or Twitter or something? A lot of what we do is commenting on stuff that twats do. And the problem is, is like, oh, that's usually like, you know, brochure justice material. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm just looking around the office right now, like, is there anything funny about water bottles? Uh, we done well, any the water bottle challenge is a bit done. I'm not really yeah. sure what else we could. We could do a skit where we act like that's still cool and like yeah. maybe we're no, because that I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe something else with tentacles. I I I get a good general. <sighs> tentacles people. respond well, but like that's that's a good thing for video. Like it yeah, works well on yes. video. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to be typecasters. You know that one that's just obsessed with yeah, yeah. Cephalopod arms, even though um, they are very nice. They are. Mm, they are very nice. How how about this? I I think I've got a skit to finish out the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we do a skit about what it's like to come up with skits for the show. Ah, ah, and then we could have like a whole section where we're like looking around the room and trying to trying to think of things that we we're trying to do, and and then maybe at the end of that we come up with an idea about doing a skit where we're trying to come up with a skit. <laughs> ah, that's a genius idea. I think it'll go over very well. And we're what... definitely creative people who haven't run out of ideas. Well, what if in in that skit? They become self-aware and they try and take over the whole show. And they're like, we can come up with ideas better than you can. And then they just come and... This is again a bit scary. Maybe we just... Should we just go for coffee? I think we probably had enough coffee. 
Yeah, maybe you're right. Question time! Stand for questions! What questions she got? Uh, Squid Cap would like to know, what are your favourite board games? Oh, we got a lot of favourite board games. Mm. I think easy answer is Clank. We're both very into Clank. Clank, Clank all the expansions for Clank. I really enjoyed Alien, uh, Alien. the uh, Legacy. A- a leg- legendary Encounters. Legendary Encounters Alien. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we need, we to, need play to play more of that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, Pandemic. I really like Pandemic. I've not had a chance to play Pandemic. Not play Pandemic. We should get Pandemic. Yeah. I'm sure there's a version that, like, our friend... We, because we have a board game heavy friend yeah. um, so I try to avoid sort of getting the same games as them because yeah. that way we can do swaps whenever we want yeah, uh, or at least lends um, so yeah I think we should we should get you on the playing of Pandemic it's it's basically um, Plague Inc but from the other perspective you're trying to cure the disease rather than destroy humanity <laughs> uh, yeah those, those, are, those are both really good ones I'm trying to think what else I've quite liked I quite like that um Haunting on the House on the Hill? Uh, ha- house on Haunted Hill? No, I think that's the film. Uh, Vincent Price. <laughs> uh, haun- ha- haunting on the House on the on Haunted Hill House. Uh, uh, Housey ha- Haunty Hilly House. Betrayal on, on... Betrayal at the House on the Hill. Uh, betrayal at the House on Haunted Hill. You, you'll work out what one we're on about. Like, Just shove those... all of those words onto Board Game Plus, Geek and I'm yeah. sure you'll find out. Uh, that, that one where you put together all the tiles and you make a house and you explore mm. it and then you got to, like, a scenario happens. We need to play another round of that. Yeah. Uh... What other ones? Uh, I'm thinking, I, I, I used to play quite a lot, but I can't think. Ooh, what was that uh, That one that we played recently where there was like, we had to move our people to various places to get the little coloured cubes um, on the map and every turn you reset, like, it's like, ah, I'm going to put my person there. And you built buildings around the side of the board? Oh! You don't. You know what one I'm on about. I know we played Lords of Waterdeep recently. Lords of Waterdeep. That's the one. Okay. I was describing it terribly. Lords yes. of Waterdeep was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I like Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah, I, I liked it both as a two-player game and the four-player. It had very different pacing for mm. both, but I enjoyed it both ways. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Oh, um, also consentical. Oh, oh, oh we, yes. We need to. We need to play some like. We some... finally played one session of that. I think we need to play that again. Yeah. I think I... we need to stream consentical at some point. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that might need to be a multi-camera setup though, because I don't know. I think we can find a setup that would work. Yeah, we'd have to work something out. Maybe side on. We'll we'll try it. We'll 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 fanny about with cameras and and tripods yeah. and and setups and stuff, and hopefully, uh, yeah, I think we should do some consentacles. I I will wear many tentacles <laughs> yeah. just to make it more authentic. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, Becky Tootill would like to know, uh, what is it that you like about question time? I like that, for me personally, I never fucking know what's going to come up. So <laughs> it keeps me on my toes, keeps my brain limber. I just like answering questions. Indeed. It's nice to be like, ah, oh, let's have a think. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's tease my brain and see what comes out. Oh, well, tease your brain. <laughs> Some, somehow. <laughs> uh, Hippoplush... Hippo plushimus, which I think is an awesome name. <laughs> Let's know what is your favourite plush if you have one. Uh, hmm. So the obvious answer would be bun. <laughs> uh, I have I have a, a white uh, stuffed sort of bunny rabbit that 
Mike's I... being a bit optimistic. Okay, <laughs> it was once upon a time. It's... I've had it since I was born. Since Bunny uh, was bigger than you. Yeah, there was a point in time where this rabbit was bigger than me, the human being. Um, it is very much like oh, I love. Th- I love this rabbit very much. Mm. If we're talking about like more modern acquisitions, uh, I. Uh, very much love. I have a big sleepy Pikachu that is like very, very good for cuddling. If you watch Queer and Pleasant Stranger Vision a couple of weeks <gasps> ago, you will have seen that particular Pikachu yeah, with an orange wig on. It's got a really good level of like bounce and spring mm. when you hug it. It's a really good size. Mm-hmm. It is a very satisfying hugging plush. Mm, yes, it's true. It's about the size of a pillow, really. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, my answer is Huxley, obviously. Yeah. Um, Huxley. If you if you go to Google and search "Wear Bears" by Hornby, uh, and originally it was they were called Growler. It's an yeah. orange wear bear, so you can flip it so that it has a cutesy bear face and cutesy soft paws, and then you can flip the paws over and the head over, and it'll be rawr. Yours lives as rawr. Mine lives as rawr because the Huxley is is not afraid of who they are, in spite yeah. of the fact that, like me, sometimes they look a bit intimidating to people, but a Hux is is actually oh, very Hux, sweet on Hux the inside. Hux is lovely, and also the solidness of a mm. Hux very satisfying for a hug as well. Well, it helps the Huxley used to have mechanical bits. And Indeed. A woo. A woo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's Huxley. Who's named after Aldous Huxley? Not because I'm particularly smart or learned, but because I was like, I need to name my werebear. And I was looking at the bookshelf, and my housemate's copy of Brave New World was on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> like, That'll do. Huxley is a good name. Ha ha. Ha What's the new the next question? Uh, v would like to know um, what's your favourite and least favourite subject in school? And how has this changed as you changed as you've grown up? Once upon a time, I was really I was big on maths and science, mm. and then they got very confusing, and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, now, like, I, I guess if I was in school like now, I'd probably say English, like mm. English, English literature, or or it'd probably be like media studies or something. Mm. Like, basically, I like writing about. An analysis of pieces of media. So I guess like any of those subjects at this point would be the things I'd enjoy doing. Mm. Journalism, if I was at university, probably. What? Um, what sort of? You said science. Well, which branch? I up to GCSEs. I was the kid that was like, oh yeah, doing um, chemistry, biology, physics, and uh, double maths. A year before I was meant to, oh, wow. like I was, I was on top of my like you were smirt. I was smirt, and then I got past my GCSEs, got to A level, and uh, failed my AS levels twice. Cause l- outside of high school, it gets fucking difficult to yeah, do science. My, my brain, my brain wasn't doing too good at the time, and failing it twice kind of killed all my passion for it. Oh, no. Yeah. I still find science fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, I like numbers, but I lost all my passion. Oh. What about you? Um, I was very, very into chemistry at school, and I, I, I like the three drama lessons I was allowed to have. <laughs> um, yeah, mainly, mainly science. Oh, I, I quite liked English creative writing, although I did tend to terrorise my teacher because most of the creative writing stories ended with me dying. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Pretty much every time. I I was no good at English at school. I failed my English exams. How am I a professional writer now? I don't know how this happened. Well, I couldn't spell for crap, but I, I had a bit of an imagination for writing things. I had no imagination, and I couldn't write, and somehow I turned that into like an author writer person. <laughs> 
See? Follow your dreams, you can achieve your goals. Exactly. What's the next question? I haven't finished answering. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. What's the next bit of the answer to the question? Um, how have things changed as you've grown up? Oh, I would, yes. I would be... Um, I would like to do more of that drama that looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't really allowed to study creative, fun, exciting things, apart from English... Uh, write creative writing, which was sort of just an enforced part of of GCSEs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I I haven't found myself any way of getting into sort of uh, simple simple chemistry, and I don't I don't know if that's necessarily something I would want to work in. Women in STEM are not always treated terribly well. Yeah, I I had the issue that when you're good at the maths and sciences. You're very much discouraged away from the fun subjects because, oh, you're good at the important ones. Do them. I was bad at the important ones, but I was told I had to do them because nobody who does anything creative makes any money. Yay! I think I would also take IT if I was there now. I... Um, Because when I was... when When I... The year I was leaving high school... So after I'd already picked all my exams and things, they finally upgraded the BBC Micros we had... In, as our entire computer lab to uh, like brand new P100s. Yeah. So it's like there was no point me learning IT on a fucking BBC I, Micro. I did IT and I loved IT and it got ruined by my GCSE IT teacher who uh, I, th- I don't know if I've told this story on here before uh, he got fired over this eventually. Um, he actively refused to mark any of my uh, coursework and I don't know why I would do courseworks and hand them to him and he would literally without looking at it like 10 page coursework he would take it write a zero out of whatever on the front of it and hand it straight back to me. And, like, I ended up having to, like, pull my parents in for a meeting with that teacher with the mark scheme, like, the the marking scheme that I found online for that coursework and go through it point by point and go, you're supposed to get a mark for this, here's where I did this, circle it, and go through, like, he gave me zero marks, here is all the places where I should have got marks on this coursework. Did he ever explain himself? Nope. I have no idea to this day what happened there, but that... But you said he got sacked. Yeah, I know he got sacked, but, like, I don't know what was going on. Okay. I don't know if this happened with other students. I just know that he wouldn't give me more than a zero on any coursework I did. Fuck. Like, I know computers relatively well, and I couldn't get a single mark on my coursework. What a dick brain. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Computers. Oh. What's next? Uh, John the Space Ninja would like to know, uh, how did you meet? We met through um, a Jim Sterling internet Facebook group. A Jim Jimquisition group. And then we just kind of got talking. I was just one of them people hanging out on that group and you were a mod. Um, um, And apparently I wasn't the worst person on there. I was was a mod because I was on that podcast with Jim. Oh! Yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. What we do, that's yeah. that's the thing. And yeah, we just kind of yeah. got talking in a Facebook group, and yeah. it all just kind of spiraled from there a bit. Did you say all just spiral from there? <laughs> <laughs> I said it all just spiraled oh, from there. <laughs> well, Wish, mm, wishful thinking. Well, as the phone. Um, uh, what is your ah, no. Oh, what is your comfort activity? Something that you can do over and over. Oh, um, I quite enjoy just sitting, playing music on loop, and building model kits as a comfort activity. 
I very much like getting in the solo, just me, music on loop, put a thing together following instructions zone of mind. I like that. You got an answer for this? Um, walking, I think. I like taking really long walks, like two, three hour long walks. Yeah. Um, Especially if it's sunny. I also, you know, less so these days, but I used to regularly go for like four or five five hours walk at like midnight, 2am. I used to really enjoy middle of the night walks too. I just like the quietness and everyone will leave you the fuck alone. I, I like just middle of the night, quiet road, have a walk. I used to enjoy listening to Welcome to Night Bell on those mm. those middle of the night walks. Yeah. And I need to do in in when the winter comes and more of the time is darkness, I wanna I wanna do some some in the dark night bell walks. Cause like that's the only time that night bell feels appropriate to listen to. We can go to dark night veil walks together. We can yeah. put our own individual headphones on and do the walks. Yeah, we'll we'll go three, Super two, nice. one, play. <laughs> and I'd I'd be very up for like, it's 8pm, but it's already dark outside, let's go for a night bell As walk. long as we don't go anywhere near the dog park. Oh yeah, no. It, no one is allowed in the dog park. Do not look into the dog park. No. Or acknowledge the hooded figures. <laughs> uh, what's the next question? Uh, Lucy Nevins would like to know, what is curr- what song is currently stuck in your head? Uh, I've had two songs stuck in my head recently. Um... Flip the script by let me pull up the artist's name, uh, Prithpal. Uh, flip the script by Prithpal, which like I'm pretty sure I've talked about on this show. Very much enjoy that track. The other one is Sober by Demi Lovato, which like again I've talked about on this show. Those two have just really been in my head the last couple of days. What about you? Uh, I've currently got Tom's Diner in my head. <laughs> uh, who's that by? Uh, Suzanne Vega? That's the one, Suzanne Yeah, Vega. you were listening to a remix of that the other day. I was. Now I just have the original stuff in my head. Well, actually, all I have is... What's the shark, baby shark? What's the next question before we get into Baby Shark? Oh. Do, 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 do. Uh, what movie franchise do you think could benefit from a reboot? I quite enjoy the concept of Ace Ventura Pet Detective. If we could get a reboot of that where it's not horribly transphobic, I'd maybe like enjoy that. I like, I like, maybe like get rid of some of the gross out of humour. I like the idea of a detective that can speak to animals. I'd go for like a nice woke reboot of that. Like a Doctor Doolittle detective. Yeah, Doctor Doolittle, but he's not a doctor, he's a detective. And it's like, kind of like Doctor Doolittle, it's nice and it's, you know, harmless and pleasant and not like Jim Carrey being a gross asshole. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Franchises. Actually, I've got another answer for this. Hmm. Power Rangers? Ah. Because, and I'm not talking like the reboot movie it had recently. I want a reboot where they go back to what that show was in the 90s. I want Power Rangers to go back to being just like really goofy slapstick fun. Where it does not take itself seriously and the whole thing is just like, we're beating up a bunch of people in basically grey morph suits and going, Pam, wow! I kind of love that. It's cheesy, but I love it. 
know. I don't think. I think most things I like, I'm happy with the originals. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they could reboot Red Dwarf and be Ooh. a bit more woke about it. I think. I the, think. Um, you, I mean, the problem we have right now is the fact that they're all getting a lot older, and the yeah. writing on it is. I think you could like. I think if you could take those old stories, pick some new cast people who could act act it well, and basically retell those stories without the non woke bits, and with like modern yeah. um, CGI graphics. Yeah, I'd watch that. I mean, as long as they're better than the re-released version graphics from what the mid nineties, early two oh, thousands, yeah. with the bad three D. Yeah. We got any other questions? Yeah. Uh, Henrik Bergenheim. I... Is that an A or an E? I can't read my own writing. How many games, if any, before the next Tomb Raider reboot? Mm. So it's either going to be zero or it's going to be like a few. Because they're very confidently saying that the one that's happening now is like, this is the end of the current trilogy. We are like... Mm. At this point, Lara Croft will be the Tomb Raider as you know her. I would like to see another trilogy after this where it's like, okay, we're not doing backstory now, it's just Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, we don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. Yeah, but like, it's either going to be another trilogy or it's going to be like, no, they go straight back into reboot. I would like to see another trilogy mm. where it's like, we don't need to show her becoming the Tomb Raider, she just is. And here's a trilogy yeah. where she just is the Tomb Raider. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I've only played the first one from the new series, so... Uh, I believe I have all of them on Steam, if you ever fancy Ooh. any of them, but... Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connor Gibbons would like to know, any advice uh, for going into my last year of my course? Hmm. Don't party too hard, actually study. Yeah. Don't stretch yourself out too much, though. Do take adequate time for rest. Don't don't overstress if like things are going badly, but also like give it your all. Just you know, communicate with your tutors. That's that's the big one. If if you are struggling, talk to the people that educate you and communicate that you are struggling. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask ask for help early and often, rather yes. than like it is a week before the final exam. I am asking for help now. Teach yeah. me the whole course. I am sure they will very much appreciate that you are at least taking enough of an interest in the subject matter that you're trying to do your best yeah. with it, and that will be and, shown by the fact that you are asking those and, questions. And even if you mess up on a thing, it's never the end of the world. I screwed up all my exams I've ever like really taken, and I still did a cool thing with my life. So like, don't. St- like even if you fail and then try them again and fail again, it's never going to be the end of the world. I got nothing higher than a C in in high school. I dropped out of college because they fucked up my putting me on course. And I've done little bits of higher education here and there. And I recently finished my level one in BSL that I paid for myself. So. You know, you can achieve things. Look at look at look at you now. You're on a podcast that like a thousand odd people listen to. And, and you know, I have a roof over my head. I pay you got my... a parody account on Twitter. You're looking the high Yeah, <laughs> slightly <laughs> weird. <laughs> you know, you've made it when when the person that runs my Twitter parody account has also made one of you. I, what, do, do, so do you know for sure it's that person? Um, I'm like. I, I haven't actually asked them yet, but I'm like percent <laughs> sure. Like, all of the fucking hallmarks are there of it being the same person. I know what to look out for at I this see. point. I'm like, I don't, 
I can't see it not being them. <laughs> this is a very strange moment. It's a very <laughs> weird moment of life, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, uh, Andy Vine would like to know um, who would you vote and who would you like to vote you? Oh, that's a weird question. Um, who would I vote? Who's very small? <laughs> uh, I would vote Cupcake from Cupcake and Dino oh. because Om Nom Nom Cupcake. Okay, yeah, okay, I can I can sit, stick with that answer. Who am I being vored by? Um, cupcake, because then I could eat my way out of delicious you giant have, You have solved this conundrum. We shall vore and be vored by Cupcake. Cupcake and Dino, Cupcake and Dino. Oh, God, it's eating its way out of my stomach. Ah, nom, 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 nom. Hello, I'm uh, in the show Our now. general service this week is to get vored and then vore someone. General services! Nom 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 nom, delicious. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Alright, Larry. You are Barry. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad, you know. I've uh, not been up to much. You, 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 you been up to anything? Well, I was on, I was on uh, social media yeah. earlier today. I was uh, social media TM. Yeah, social media TM. I was seeing a, oh, seeing a thing. It's proper annoying. Yeah. Seeing some um, people who oh, I generally think are pretty, you know, left wing, pretty on on board with my sort of political thoughts. Yeah. Wasting a lot of their day trying to engage with. Uh, People who clearly do not think that they have any right to exist, and for some reason still giving those people the time of day. Yeah, I noticed a, a certain uh, uh, political party this week uh, announced, you know, that they've spent a lot of time talking about how, uh, how you know, trans women are women and trans men are men, but then sort of followed that up with, we are going to be talking to a certain well-known group of uh, trans-exclusionary feminists. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's this whole idea of uh, you see it all the time with the BBC where they get panels on and they're like, oh, we've you know we'll get a bunch of trans people on to talk about what it's like to be trans, but we've got to get on someone that wants them dead because that's balance. Oh uh, yeah, I mean this. What what sort of balance would it be? When I mean, would they also be talking about it, this if this was a race issue? I wonder. You know, would they be like, well, you know, we've we've got some Black Lives Matter people here, and then obviously they're you know, talking about the police brutality and stuff. But also, we've invited members of the Ku Klux Klan on, and, uh, and yeah, um, yeah. Ho- you know, just for balance. Exactly. Nice it's, it's one of these things where like there's this this idea peddled. At like all levels of discussion, really, that if you're not listening to all points of view, then you're not getting a balanced perspective. And you know what? Being honest, there are some perspectives that I can hear the cliff notes of them, and I don't need to hear the specifics to know that they're shitty opinions. Like, if someone's opinion is, this group of people, they should be denied rights, even though they're not hurting anyone, and they can't help who they are, and, like, you know, we should either, like, kill them or attack them or deny them rights, or you know. Or send them for, for, you know, conversion therapy. Exactly, any shit like this. Like, I hear that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to know the minutiae of your beliefs, because you're taking a group that don't deserve to be harmed that are harming nobody and trying to put force, like, danger and or harm on them, you know. Yeah, your arguments are based on, on bad faith and bad science, you know. I don't I don't really think that you, you deserve... Uh, 
are voicing that. I mean, if you have genuine, you know, concerns and issues, then I think perhaps that does need to be done. You know, perhaps you do need to sit down and have a conversation. But when you are given every opportunity to do though, to do that, and then you then argue that you're not actually, you know, being allowed to speak, you're being silenced from, oh, you know. God. The third page, third or fourth page of a, f- a major national newspaper, oh, yeah. or, or from you know primetime British television. Here's, here's my page four column in the Times about how I'm part of a group that is silenced and never allowed to talk. Join me next week on page four, where I will once again complain about how I'm being no platformed and not being allowed to say my piece. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and how how often are we here in the other side of that argument because it's just not. True, that the, then they are yeah. not the oppressed group here. They are not what they say they are. This is, you know, propaganda tactics that they are, are throwing against uh, vulnerable individuals. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if you look at the, like, the, you know, World War II, the Nazi party, yeah. one of the key things what they did was they went, hey, Jewish people control the media and they're refusing to give the Nazi party, you know, a voice. All the while they were saying this in the media, you know, it was it was a propaganda tactic, which, you know, is just propping up again. It is this yeah. tactic of, let's claim that no one's given us a voice so that everyone stops and listens to us and we can spew our hateful bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I don't know if I've got anything else to say about that. It's no, proper I mean, annoying me. It's 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 frustrating that you know these people are uh, they're doing a lot of harm, and I you know I think that's I mean we we've seen recently a, a rise in in uh, anti-Muslim violence in this country as yeah. a result of of things said by certain politicians in major newspapers. It, it gives you know makes certain groups of bigots think that it's uh, safe to be uh, you know out there hating people, abusing people, causing violence towards people for no good reason and I, I wonder how long it is going to be before uh, you know some famous or, or otherwise important twat comes on and, and says something about you know trans people or something like that and and you know the, the rise in violent crime in, in this country you know goes up even further yeah. I mean we've only got to look at somewhere like America where you know trans women of colour are being systematically murdered well it's even if you look at like we talked about London Pride before, didn't we? And yep, like, yep. you know, media in the UK getting more anti-trans emboldened a group of anti-trans people to come and hijack Pride and tell a bunch of people who had every right to be there that they weren't welcome. You know, exactly. it's all being emboldened by our media. Exactly. It's uh, very concerning. Yeah. Well, should we have that argument? Uh, oh, definitely. Oh, very... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do enjoy our. Uh, it's a good way to end uh, end our uh, time together every week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Right, we'll go get a cup of tea. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put the kettle on. Right then, Laura. Yeah. Where can we find the internet, darling? Uh, you can find me at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Mm. Laura K Buzz on Twitter. Laura K Buzz on YouTube. Laura K Buzz on Twitch. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. I did a bunch of Gamescom coverage, which apparently a lot of people read. You can find me on Dice Funk, which is a 5th edition real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Uh, I am on seasons 3 and 4. Season 3, I show up like 
eight or nine episodes in, but like listen to it from the start. They're all self-contained stories. Season nine start at uh, season <laughs> nine. Season five. Sex season. Season nine. I'm pretty sure season nine is the sex Yay. season. Season five starts like really hacking soon. <laughs> um, and by the time this goes up. Like the fin- the like post credits season four show will have gone up, so I'm just gonna give you a little bit of a tease. Oh, the Sherry Lady voice is going to be out in full force for my new character on oh, on Diaspunk. I'm going to be going around space trying to make friends and getting a little bit drunk. Uh, so yeah, I'm on those things, and then also mm, I can say this now, Ooh. my book. Uncomfortable Labels, my LGBT autism memoir, is coming out on July the 18th, I believe, 2019. And yeah, it's gonna be like, I think it's like 12.99 is the RRP. And I will have more information about like foreign availability and costs and hopefully audiobooks and like all that stuff in the next 10 months. But July next year, like two weeks before Trans Pride Brighton, my my book's coming out. What what? Uh, also, sometime in September, probably you'll hear about the Butts book, which is like you'll probably know more information about that than the memoir very soon. Butts. Ah. It'll be nice to write a silly book that's not sad and shit. What about you? It's Where not are you? Sad and shit. It's, it's okay. It's sad and. Stuff. I'm awesome. It's 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 It was a difficult book to write, and I'll be glad to write about butts for like six months. Such a nice little mental palette cleanse. Yes. Uh, what about you? Where are you on the internet? I'm on Stone Monkey Radio blog. I'm Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I am on uh, SoundCloud uh, slash Janiac Magnets, where you might be listening to this now. And I think that's it. I think, oh no, twitch.tv slash Janiac. Apologies to everyone for last week. Uh, our internet done goofed. Uh, but it's back up and sorted now, as you may have noticed. And yeah. so, uh, while you're away, I will play games on the internet at twitch.tv slash Janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Am I away when you're doing that stream? Uh, don't know. I thought I was here. I think you're here for that one. Yeah. You're, you're out a lot this weekend. It's, it's this a busy week. week. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. With that said, mm. until next time, be a stranger. Cupcake and dino. Cupcake and dino. General services. General services. <laughs>